The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk, right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your part-time hosts, alongside uh, with the man, Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how you doing, my friend? I am doing pretty well. Can't complain. I uh, I just realized, uh, I think I've only ever missed one show on this show. <laughs> you do very good. Yeah. You do very good. I'm... I'm bad. <laughs> I'm the Iron Man. Who who in wrestling would that equate to? Somebody who only missed like one show. Um, that's a good question. Like maybe the Miz because he feel really like hasn't had any major injuries. Maybe the Miz. The Miz maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, Fandango was just like there for a while. He didn't miss a show. He didn't get match time or whatever. Right. But he was always on TV. Yeah. Um, I probably just so I probably just jinxed myself too. By the way. You might have. <laughs> you might up. very well have. <laughs> You've done very good. Uh, unfortunately, we were without our fearless leader, Chris Chavez. He is currently in a meeting at Titan Tower to try and figure out what's going on with the ratings with the WWE. Yeah, and uh, we, he's getting nowhere with it. Yeah, so. we uh, we don't know if uh, he's getting any words in since it's Vince he's talking to. Uh, <laughs> we're going to assume it's, he's not. <laughs> Rumor is that uh, that. Uh, you know, uh, no, that Fandango is actually, you know, getting a big push really relatively soon. Um, perhaps a heavyweight championship reign within, uh, within the next month or two. That is, that's what we've gotten out of it so far. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that should be taken as the Bible right there. What was just yeah. said. That's you heard it here first on Hardly Kayfabe. Fandango will be a, a world champion in WWE in two months. Yes, and Seth Rollins is apparently going to be going for the uh, 24-7 championship after SummerSlam. Yeah, so. it brings a prestige to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love Not it. Not that it needs it, so, but yeah. No, no, it's it's quite prestigious right now. It's on a pregnant Could you imagine woman if and... that 24-7 belt, like what if that was the belt that he and Brock Lesnar were... <laughs> <laughs> I can only wish like that. That's the kind of wrestling storyline that I want. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to fight. See him fight over the Universal Championship. I want to see him fight over the 24/7 Championship. Yeah, it can happen anywhere. It could. It could. Can you imagine how many run-ins would be in that match? So many. Oh, hey. So. Unfortunately, we are not that fortunate no. uh, in that case. But SummerSlam is next weekend. It's uh, shaped up to be a terrific card of matches that we've never, ever seen before. I, I am pretty hot about a couple wrestling. of them, for sure. No, I legit I am. I was just yeah. being slightly uh, sarcastic. I know you were. I, I, get, I get it. I'm with you. I am with you. <laughs> Honestly, I am. But there are a few matches where I'm like, I'm really intrigued. I mean, we get to see uh, Bray Wyatt's Fiend actually wrestle. Yeah, uh, I'm very I'm very excited for that one especially. Just to see how they're going to see what they're going to do and how they're going to present it. Right, cuz yeah, I mean, I know you're a big Bray Wyatt fan and we've we've been waiting. We've been yeah. waiting for this moment for a long time. Is his wrestling style going to change a little bit? Um, you know, and how are the fans really going to take I'm sure they're going to be excited for the most part, but I don't know. I get worried every time with big returns like this. I feel like sometimes they fizzle out, but they I think they've done a great job of building up Bray's new character. Uh, you know, they they really truly have. He's got a scary that mask is just terrifying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and they they've done a really good job of of building him up. So I hope it leads to something worthwhile. I really do. Yeah, I think uh, it's everybody. Yeah. I think it's every Bray Wyatt's fans' hope is that it, this actually is going to lead to something. Yeah, not like, I mean, I don't want like a one-month-long heavyweight title reign. I don't want an intercontinental title reign. I want a long reign at the very top uh, of the card, and I hope that they're willing to do it. And, you know, we all know how fickle Vince can be if 
somebody breathes the wrong way during a promo that their push gets cut. Yeah. So we'll see. But I, I really I really do true hope for Bray Wyatt. When I did when I did extra work back in twenty thirteen, he was probably one of the most kindest, helpful people that uh that was backstage, you know, not to uh not to break kayfabe too much, but he was like he genuinely gave a shit. He came up and talked to the younger guys Offered advice, and I just want to see a guy like that be successful. You know, as I as really a fan of do. that guy, that I love hearing that. <laughs> you know, whenever you're a fan of somebody, you always just like don't want to meet your heroes type of deal. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so I was always you're always concerned about that a little bit. So it's really good to hear good stories about uh, somebody you're a fan of. Oh, he's great. He he's a great dude. Just don't ask his ex wife. Um, <laughs> 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 all right, moving on. Um, so we had, I mean, we'll really quickly touch up on Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, you know, there's a, one of the bigger moments was Brock Lesnar attacking Seth Rollins. Yeah, I he think. really wants that 24-7 championship. <laughs> uh, I mean, he even beat him up after when he's trying to just get to the hospital. Just still beats him up, you know. It's uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's... It, it's adding an interesting dynamic. I love when Brock Lesnar attacks people backstage. Uh, one of my favorite segments of all time is when he pushed Zach Gowan down a flight of stairs in a wheelchair. And, <laughs> you know, that was just good, wholesome television. Oh, yeah. And I <laughs> I really I, I think it's it's adding some intrigue to it. You know, Brock Lesnar is a, you know, freak athlete. And, and whatever you may say about him, I, I think it's, you know, if what this does from a psychology standpoint as a fan. Either A, Brock looks even more intimidating now and wins the retains the title at SummerSlam, or B, it makes Seth Rollins look godlike in overcoming this beatdown. And I mean, because realistically, if you get your ass kicked to you know, was it thirteen days like the way that Seth Rollins did, uh, you're not gonna you're probably not gonna either make that fight or you're not gonna be relatively well. But if Seth does happen to pull it off at SummerSlam, he's going to. Uh, I think it's gonna make him look better from a psychology standpoint. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, but it did seem like he was getting beat up so much this past Monday, like it, it just never <laughs> ended. He just kept getting beat up. It's like that uh, Roddy Piper movie where it keeps where that fight lasts forever. Oh, that like twenty minute fight. Yeah, yeah. that's what I felt like. Like it just wasn't going to stop. <laughs> but I'm with you. The best Brock Lesnar for me is when he's doing stuff like that. Uh, it just seems more believable for, you know, I'm just not a big fan of his actual wrestling. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but when it comes to that stuff, he definitely is, you know. Like, I really honestly at times feared for Seth's actual health, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, you always got to worry about that with Brock, yeah. unfortunately. And he just doesn't give a shit no, he doesn't. at all. No. He, no. Like, not at all. Uh, about anybody else's well-being except for himself. So, that's... uh. Yeah, it should be a good angle. You know, it, it again to your point, it did last forever. It was kind of like it's kind of like playing the old wrestling games uh, on easy mode yes. with like five SmackDown finishers in the backstage, but you didn't want to end the match. You just wanted to keep beating them with objects and, and finishing moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I compared it to, and and I, I, I like I said overall, I think I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I was a little worried about another Brock and Seth match, and. Because I don't know, it's yeah. How would you book this to make it at least interesting for SummerSlam? Like, is there something you would do during the match, or who would you have go over? Oh, let's see. Keep it interesting. I mean, I think it'd look bad if you take the belt off Brock right away. This is is this match gimmicked at all? Is there a, a stipulation at all? I don't think they've mentioned uh, one yet. I got a feeling it will have one though. I would like a last man standing. Yeah. I feel like they've done enough bouts against each other where this would this would work. I, I think that, that style of matchup would work. Cage matches, like I feel like they're too overdone. But a last man standing match between these two I think is the only way. Um especially after that attack last week, you know, it's I think it's it would be a, a statement match. Uh I mean this Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar feud has technically been going on for what, three, four years now since that first WrestleMania where uh Rollins cashed in. Yeah. On the main event, so this is, uh, I think, last man standing. If they're going to end this feud, I think that's the way you have to do it, without a doubt. Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent And a last man standing match would allow both men to kind of get over at the same time. No matter who, yeah. no matter who wins, you can you can get over and defeat on, on, in that type of match if it's done right. Absolutely can. I mean, it, it's gonna it'll test Brock Lesnar's endurance. 
you know, you might see some German suplexes on some, you know, different various objects or an F5 here and there. Uh, but yeah, and it, it just it, keeps it, getting back a, up. I mean, it it just reminds <laughs> me uh, that match that Jeff Hardy had with the Undertaker, and he, yeah. he just kept getting back up. You know, to the point where you're like, the Undertaker even had to be, you know, uh, kind of begrudgingly, you know, respect the guy because he wouldn't stay down no matter what he did. Uh, right. So you can kind of do the same thing with Seth here. And it'd be believable because, you know, Seth is, uh, for better or for worse, depending on how you feel about him, one of their top stars right now. Yes. Undoubtedly so. For, for sure. So, and I kind of thought both so, Raw and SmackDown uh, kind of ended in some weird sort of chaos. Do you, do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I, I I would have to. I'm okay I'm okay with a little chaos. I, I, um, I enjoyed it. I'm not saying it was bad, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. The the kind of kind of got a who done it now with the whole uh, Roman Reigns thing at the end of SmackDown. So uh, you know they're they're kind of planting some seeds for some hopefully more interesting storytelling. You can certainly feel, at least I thought I felt that both shows had a bit more energy to them than usual. They they have been. I think it's been an upward trend lately. Yeah, I do. Um, which you know I I did want to ask you really quick if if you know, if the hype has died down yet with this Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff thing, because SmackDown viewership was down, uh, you know, kind of back to where it was before, uh, the, the big announcement was. And I, I just wanted to know what your, your thoughts on that. If like, what is it? Is it the time slot or is things just, I don't know. Is, is well, you know, it's really strange because I think most of the people who really love wrestling, the wrestling nerds like like I am one, so I can say this. Uh, it's it's really strange because even recently, SmackDown, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, has been the better show. Oh, 100%. But ratings-wise, you couldn't tell that. Uh, going by yeah. ratings. It's, it's always, I think it's always done less than Raw has done. And I think a lot of it has to do with the whole tradition. Raw's been on Monday night for like 20 plus years. Yeah, where SmackDown's been moved around quite yeah. a bit. Thursdays, Fridays, Tuesdays. Uh, I think once on a Wednesday, once or twice on a Wednesday. So it's 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 been it's been moved around quite a bit. Uh, but I do hope things pick back up. I know it's got to worry like stockholders, but I mean we won't get into that too yeah, much. I think it's it'll just... go back up once it moves to Fox, which is really soon. Once it moves over yeah. to Fox to Fridays, I think it'll help it a lot. It'll do, especially for the first couple of shows. You get that boost because people will want to turn uh, tune in and say, "I wonder what they're going to do to kind of make this stand out now." Yes, absolutely. I guess the the Fox is really pushing to make sure the brands are split. I apparently the wild card rule, which has been uh, an abortion, is coming to an a, a real true end. Uh, they're just kind of going to go about it quietly, which I think should be the way. Yeah, that that does. I was not. I. Was not a fan of the wild card rule. I wasn't either. By any means, I like the separate brand shows that, like I think I've said on the show a couple times, my favorite time period was 2003 and 2004 when those shows were legit separate, had separate pay per views, and the crossovers, when they did happen, it it meant more. And I think that's what they're kind of getting with. Uh, with that mentality, I, I seen a report that somebody somebody stated that you know a crossover match like like the Rousey and, and Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair um, that wouldn't have meant much if they were on this you know if they were booked on on the, if they were together all the time. Right. Yes, they did do segments and stuff, but um, you know you can't capture that magic when there's no true. It's not really interpromotional. So I'm glad that they're they're going that route with it. Um, yeah, and it really benefits Fox to to kind of have their own sort of thing. I think. Yeah, they should. Yeah. They should. They sh- they definitely should. I mean, they're they're taking out. They paid a lot of money for yes. WWE television, and you know, think, something's got to straighten out. And you know, I I wonder it's, it's I wonder weird. how they do. I don't know if you've ever heard because I I know I haven't. I don't even know if they would ever tell you. They probably wouldn't because they're really weird about this stuff. I wonder how it does, like how SmackDown and. Uh, Raw do on Hulu, like the replays afterwards. That would be an interesting thing to look at. I, I, yeah, I don't know if they take that in, into consideration with the viewership. Which, or, which they or need whatnot. to now. This is, I mean, 2019, people pretty much watch stuff when they want to watch it, despite when it actually airs. Correct. Yes. Uh, you know, that might be worth 
looking into. I'm sure that information's available uh, somewhere. I know I have a friend who does the WrestleNomics report, and he, he kind of does uh, details on that stuff all the time. Uh, so that would probably be something worth, you know, worth giving a, a, a look up to. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just, like, it's wrestling in such a, like, we're, it's so plentiful. But I don't know. I don't know. I really can't explain why the viewership is down. I mean, is the WWE's booking perfect? Absolutely not. And, yes, there's a lot of hype for AEW. You know, there's all sorts of different wrestling available online. Yeah, I kind of think. I don't know. I think I, I wonder if you, pro wrestling maybe as a whole may be, f- I mean, fizzling out. Maybe. Yeah, see, I, okay, I yes, know. yes, you're going where I wanted to go, so I'm glad you said okay. that. Yeah, because uh, I was going to ask you, I, I honestly feel that even if WWE had been booking things really well and everybody was like, oh, man, I, I'm glad they're doing this and that and that, and they're doing a great job, I still kind of think their ratings, while not be as down as they are, would still kind of be down, personally. Yeah. Uh, I rating, so I mean, too. wrestling always has always historically gone through ups and downs, no matter what. It could, it doesn't matter who the star is. Yeah, I mean, this has been the biggest. I think one of the biggest ones in recent memory. I mean, I don't know, like pro wrestling '60s, '70s, '80s. Uh, you know, and then there's that weird time period in the early '90s, and then it picked back up in the late '90s. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's on a downward trend. Like you. You talk to people, and there are some diehard wrestling fans out there still that you can have a conversation with. But even some of the indie wrestlers that I talk to, they like they, I don't know, they they just said they they can't make time for for watching it on television, like Raw and SmackDown, and 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 stuff like that. So I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if pro wrestling as an art form is is like dying out, and it's yeah, on I, its I la- have like theories. last legs. <laughs> I, all it, I mean, share them. I love to hear them and discuss them with you. All right. So this is uh, me fully admitting I'm old man on my lawn type of thing. Thanks. So just know that going in, <laughs> going into this. Uh, and wrestling is very subjective. I also am aware of that. Uh, different wrestling styles appeal to people uh, that may not appeal to others. I truly love when there's like storytelling in the ring, plus outside the ring. Uh, but when it's in, in the ring and like it's a, a match that that doesn't need to have all the, um, and don't get me wrong. Like I'll use Ricochet as an example. You know, Ricochet is a, is a tremendous, tremendous athlete. He does things that I wouldn't even, I couldn't even think of to even attempt to do, you know, the, the, the things he can do with his body and how like amazing he is. But half the time when I'm watching wrestling, I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be a, a, a fight. Right. Right. So half the things he does, I'm like, you wouldn't ever do that in a fight. Like you wouldn't do stuff like that. He's just doing it because it looks cool. Yes, yeah, I I agree. It's it's become more choreographed. Um, it's a spot it. fest, like kind of. It it is. Yeah, it is. We we joked about this when I was training for wrestling, you know, seemingly forever ago. They, uh, you know, they're like, you know, you should treat it like a fight, but who the who the fuck is got to do a hurricanrana in a barroom brawl a legit barroom brawl if they did I'd like pop. They, you would never see that you would never see that i, I would to, pop though. for it i want to see it so bad i would pop <laughs> just people just getting in the face like breaking a beer bottle and then one dude just hurricanrana is the other one onto a pool table like come on that's you know yeah, we need some zangiefs um, <laughs> in these fights here <laughs> yes we do yes we do so i mean i don't know because that that kind of wrestling, you know, appeals to a big group of people yes, who are, you know, more involved with the art, the the art form of it. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you're not going to make everybody happy. No, you can't. But there's, yeah. I don't know. Like it's just, uh, I was reading. I'm part of a, a wrestling group on Facebook, and uh, one of the discussions that came up was the AEW stuff and how their past shows, while they've been good overall. Like the only really great matches in the and overall their opinions were the, was the uh, the Dustin versus you know Cody match because yeah. everything it had in it and what it was involved. All the other matches, while they were very good and technically good, uh, kind of could almost be boiled down to spot fest in a way. Some of them, is, at least, uh, it's I don't know. I kind of feel like the most of your most popular. Let's use podcasts for example. Uh, most yeah. uh, your wrestling your top wrestling podcasts are all ones that are looking into the past. Right, that's true. That's one hundred percent true. Or the or one of the hosts is somebody from people the past. like the nostalgia. Yeah, right. People like the nostalgia factor, the old stories. 
uh, and stuff like and, and and things like that. So, but now you yeah. also you're also at a point too where you still need to build new guys and, and gals. So you can't just rely completely. I mean, the the raw reunion is a great example. Uh, you can't just have all the old guys and gals just putting you know just destroying all your young talent. It just, I mean, the only yes. the only person who put over anybody was Mick Foley. You know, which seems right to me because that's what he would do anyway. Yeah, he's a good guy like that. Yeah, but you know, you you just that's what you should be using the older talent for. There's just so many things, factors I think go into the fact that wrestling as a whole uh, is kind of losing uh, steam, like you were saying. And also, there's so many options if you're a wrestling fan now. It's not just WWE. I was gonna say, I mean, I mean is it an? Yeah, is it? too much is it too much now do we have too much accessibility yeah i mean look to yeah. pro wrestling I mean, aside from wwe alone who puts out s- seven hours of television content at least a week um we do have lucha underground we do have triple a uh new japan uh you know ring of honor impact uh, and that's uh, that's and not even mentioning your local indie stuff which is getting very good yeah it, which yeah. is getting tv time on places like high spots which is you know uh, you know, that's getting a look too. I mean, is it an overabundance? It's like, are people legit exhausted? And we've discussed it before from a w, just a WWE standpoint, but it's like every time you turn around, oh, you got to watch this promotion. Oh, you got to watch that promotion. It's, it, I think it might add, do, do might you think be a little exhausting for people? Do you think it would do wonders? Because uh, I heard, I can't remember who said it, it might have been Meltzer for all I know. Uh, somebody suggested that. Uh, WWE, for example, should do uh, have wrestlers kind of wrestle in seasons, so that way they also get time off. Uh, it keeps it'll keep things fresh. Yeah, that's that I was mean, their point. It, yeah, it, not just from a wrestler perspective, but from a a fan perspective. I mean, I think that's like, one of the things that appealed for me for Lucha Underground was that they did it in seasons, and I think right. uh, Chica- uh, Chikara does it too that way. Uh, it, it just kind of to me if it almost made more sense to do it in seasons because you can be a huge fan of anything and you're going to get tired of it at some point. It doesn't matter. You're just going to, uh, you know, uh, like uh, I'm a giant NBA fan. If NBA was all year round, Oh, you'd hate it. I'd I'd get tired of it. I'd have to take a break from it. I mean, that's what's happening in wrestling a few times. I've taken a break from wrestling sometimes and I love wrestling. Yeah. I've had, I've had to do it. I've had to do it. Um, you know, and we're a couple weeks. Well, as NFL goes to, to complement your analogy, um, NFL preseason starts next week and I feel like it's been forever and I miss it. And I, I like, I want to watch football again. I'm really excited for that part. It's been gone since January and I am ready for it again. That that's, that'll go a long way. If, if you have season, you know, seasonal stuff, it, um, you know, it, it, it work. I mean, I guess it works. I mean, even like even the championship games. thing is weird. The champion, like the championships thing, would be yeah, it'd be yeah. slightly affected. You'd have to have you know figure out different things. But even if they went from like, I don't know, if even if they cut down to like six months out of the year, go from like Survivor Series to WrestleMania. Like I, I don't know. I I feel like it would be, it would be better, and I'd be I'd be satisfied. I'd be excited for survivor series what do they got planned for me next you know what's the plan for next year yeah and i like it would suck because obviously you lose your big ones like summer slam summer slam and well there's too much money and, involved for the for this to happen yeah it would yeah. probably never happen but it, i think it would if they were prepared to scale back i think it would work yeah you, you can even get, give guys the option to go do different promote like indie promotions during the the summer, you know, during the summertime, yeah, and that, you know and that would do. Like, let's say, uh, let's say they let like some of their mid card talent go do some indie stuff. Uh, what if you're at any show and you're like, and you see a guy that because you you've taken a break from WWE and you see a guy yeah. that you're not familiar with, and you're like, uh, oh, he's in WWE. You want to go check out WWE now? Yeah, it's good yes. advertising for your own brand. Like, oh, cool, Tyler Breeze is main eventing an ESW show. Yeah, and they used to do okay, that. N- didn't, they? didn't WWE used to kind of do that? I, mean, I know. Back in the day, lightly do it. Yeah, they, they would send stuff like when Lawler Lawler was down in Tennessee, they would send some people down to Memphis sometimes. That type of deal. Um, yeah, they did. You know, some ECW bits. Um, they've sent, and most recently with Evolve, they they've sent guys to other places. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it would never happen. But I think for wrestling as a whole, the scale maybe scale back a little bit. Yeah, I think it'd be better you know, for the health of it and yes. of the wrestlers, literally. Be better for yeah, both. 
I mean, we as fans, a lot of times people are like, we want more, we want more. But then I see fans get more and I see how they react and I feel like it's like there's a bit of an entitlement factor to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and you know what I mean? Like, okay, these guys are listening to me. Now they give me more wrestling. Now I'm going to complain about it. <laughs> yes. And to be know? fair, I'm just as guilty of that because I'm oh, the same Oh, we way. all are. Yeah, we but all, yeah, you're right. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to, yeah, I'm, try, I mean, but, I'm trying to figure out yeah. like the psychology of, of what's going on with wrestling and why is it, why it isn't where it was, you and know, yeah, I was gonna back say in before, the late 90s. I was going to say before, even video games now, uh, which is one of the top, you know, things that people do just as much as movies is video games. Uh, they, right. Even a lot of the, your big ones like uh, Fortnite and Apex Legends, they do they go, they go by seasons now. Yes, and, and then you have to yeah. have a break. You got to have you a fresh, have and you got to refresh stuff. Yes, you have to have a break. It, it's just it's good for longevity. It really truly truly is. If if it's done, and you're like, my God, I can't wait to get more of this. I I need more. Yeah, oh man, you were you were on the last show that we did on the last cafe, but we discussed because uh, I actually watched the very latest ESW on the High Spots Network, and uh, I gotta say, uh, and I mean this, we're friends, so uh, I would not lie to you. Uh, your commentary was was quite good, man. I was very, I was proud. I was like a, I was like a proud friend listening to you talk <laughs> on there. It was very cool. I appreciate it. It's it's been a big learning curve. And my partner Cody Jen is really, really good. Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah, and you guys had good chemistry. I felt very, in, very intense to it. But it's always good to see him. He's got experience doing it. I try to, I don't know. I, I try to give a different style of it. I, I feel like commentary can be so bland sometimes. And I know I'm not perfect, but I try to give different like insights, things like that. I guess it's more of a color, color commentary position. But, well, I like no, that, that you both. I like that you both. Actually sounded excited. Like I actually felt the excitement in both your voices, and they also because yeah. I was coming to the. I was telling Chris I was coming into that show completely blind. The only thing I knew was that you were on commentary, and um, well, I know him as Greg, but I don't know what what's his uh, wrestling is uh, kayfabe name. James Sega. Yes, yeah, James Sega. Sega. Uh, see, I, I knew he was there, but I never seen him actually wrestle. I just knew that he wrestled there. Yeah, uh, and I, and by the way, you can tell him I said this. Uh, very impressed. Very okay, impressive. I'll let him know. Yeah. I will let him know. I liked his storyline sure the most, and I'm I might be biased because I I've talked to him before, uh, right? But I did enjoy that story. That's the other thing too. You guys have some really cool storylines going on in ESW. I felt they do a good job mapping it out. Yeah, and because I think they run six to eight shows a year, maybe they tend to run every six weeks. So something happens. And you got to sit on it. Not everybody's in a feud, you know. There's there's ma- there's regular matches here and there that are actually really good with some of the favorites. But there's a couple storylines going on, and, you know, at the same time, and, and they do a really good job of breaking it up. That, that's I think that's why ESW is so successful because it's not every week. It's not a constant right. thing. Yep. It's it's broken up. It's it's broken up well, and they they do a good job for it. I mean, it's it's really neat to to have watched ESW grow from where. From when I started going to the shows back in 2008, when there's maybe 100, 200, little over 200 people sitting in the crowd, to now they're making, you know, it's it's over 400 every time. And they're putting yeah. on really good bouts. The production is top-notch. And the crowd's into it. They are. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'll admit, I was exhausted by the intermission of that show. I usually typically do. It's it's. Well, they actually they had AC this past time, but it's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of wrestling going on. They they keep the card down to a minimum, but it's it's a lot, and I was exhausted. But I was legitimately enthused uh, watching all those bouts. I really was. Like I can muster the strength. Like that main event from the last show, Daniel Garcia and Brandon Thurston. There was so much emotional storytelling in it, and and like I, I, I've said, I don't get excited about a whole lot in pro wrestling anymore. I don't know if it's because I used to do it full time, like, but nothing like surprises me. Nothing grabs my attention like it used to. Now that I've been in and I've seen the ins and outs of it, it's like it doesn't. But that show, that main event, that match, uh, had me excited, and I legit was the moment it was announced. I could not wait to call it. I really couldn't. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to what you were saying there to uh, the the people kind of being burned out on wrestling. Uh, even as just as a wrestling fan, I've never been on the inside, but I've been a wrestling fan since I was a teenager. So I've seen a lot, a lot of wrestling. 
different styles, all kinds of stuff. And for the most part, I loved most of it. But it gets to a point where you've seen almost everything. And that's when, for me, storytelling in the ring and storytelling in general becomes more important. Oh, yeah. 100%. That that, that gives it that extra, you know, the extra mileage and, and appreciation. And, and that's like, absolutely. That's that's why I was hooked as a, uh, it was nice to be a fan again. Yeah, I, I still remember, like, for example, I still remember the first time I saw Billy Kidman do a shooting star. And my brain exploded. Like, I was a teenager. I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And now, yeah. and now people do them all the time. And while they're still cool, don't get me wrong. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've seen that. It's cool. <laughs> you know, you just have a different <laughs> reaction to it because you've seen them a bunch. Right, right. I'm uh, yeah. I was in the same boat. Uh, Orton's RKO used to be really something special because you hit it out of anywhere. Yeah. And and um, and yeah, I've uh, yeah. There's there's been a lot of cool moves that have come and go. Like the Canadian Destroyer used to make me moist in my pantaloons, but. Uh, but now everybody now it's does just it. like yeah. everybody does it. It's like different okay, variations cool. of it. I've seen super kicks, yeah. super kicks. Have been oh, abused. that's a great one to use. <laughs> that's that's a psychology. Yeah. I mean, who didn't love when HBK tuned up the band and hit it? Now everybody just does it, not even as a finishing move, no, but as like, okay, we're gonna do this, this, this. Bam! I super kick you, kick out at one. Yeah, half the time they're not even pinning off of them either. They're just super yeah. kicking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I hate it because I love a super a good super kick, and it kind of oh, as do kinda I, kind of burned me as out. do I. <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's what I uh, got for that. Uh, did you hear the the rumor that it's gonna be Bill Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam? Is is this real? Oh, this is real. <laughs> Apparently, it got leaked out. Why? Uh, or, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And Dave Meltzer was actually talking about it. He uh he reported it because he he's like okay this has got to be happening. Dolph Ziggler I guess mentions Goldberg pretty frequently in his promos, and and he got a phone call from WWE from somebody asking how did you find out or how did you know or what led you to believe that Bill Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler and he straight up told him he goes it's pretty obvious so they're still oblivious to what they're doing like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is it was an article I seen today and oh, man. yeah they're they're apparently very oblivious to how uh, obvious some of their storylines are. I, I guess on the bright side, at least it's two people that have never wrestled before. <laughs> I mean, just trying to I'm trying to be positive. That is fresh and new. Yeah. That is I'm fresh trying to be and positive new. here. <laughs> so yeah. apparently that's that's going to happen. That's I'm oh, okay. excited. All right. Yeah. So get hyped, Bill Goldberg, Dolph Ziggler, the match that you never knew you wanted to see. That's right. I hope. What if they put on like a five star clinic and we just just not prepared for it? <laughs> Goldberg, let's, let's let's be real. Goldberg's going to give himself a concussion in the first thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> How has he not learned, man? When I was, I'm not making this up. When I was a a, a teenage Mark, I loved Goldberg. I was a giant so Goldberg I. nerd. I would legit pop anytime he came out, and when he won the, the championship against Hogan in in Georgia, oh my gosh, I was I was jumping up and down. I was so excited for that. <laughs> but like, there's got to be some. I was, but, he's, but he's hurt himself so many times, and hurt other people. That's yeah, the worst oh yes, part. Yes, yes, that's I mean, ended Bret Hart's career. Yes. Hurt the Rock. Broke like broke legit. Almost broke his ribs, sparing him. And yeah, Goldberg's a very interesting case yeah i was the same way i was like man this guy's the best wrestler and then i you know go to wrestling school and everybody's like you know what you know what he's they're like what area do you like i was like man i really like you know late 90s wcw or mid to late 90s wcw he goes and they're all like i hope you don't watch goldberg i'm like what do you mean he was so good and they're like no go watch his matches again and i'm like these are fucking yeah. awful yeah, if you want to <laughs> if you want to if you want a reality check go watch goldberg and william regal wrestle <laughs> yeah that is a i have to find out which match it is exactly but that is a work of yes. art <laughs> send that my way when you can i will yeah uh, uh, but uh matt uh, are we ready for a commercial i kind of feel we are yeah i think we are let's plug podcon there we go matt are you getting excited for podcon oh i am very excited very excited ready for it to be uh that's for damn sure that's for sure. 
Uh, lots of exciting stuff. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna be selling a bunch of merchandise. Uh, there's gonna be some wrestling title belts that are available for uh, for photography. Uh, if you make a donation to, uh, the, well, the Closed Fist, another podcast, uh, wrestling podcast, is gonna be present there, and they're gonna be. He's actually gonna be, yeah, accepting donations. If you if you donate, uh, one of his good friends passed away recently, and unfortunately, and uh, all of, all. Of, profits from from taking pictures with the belts i think he's charging like five bucks a belt or 20 bucks to take a picture with all of the belts but it's going to go and help this gentleman's uh funeral costs and for his family and whatnot so that i think that's a really kind gesture yeah it is and there's, there's a lot there's a lot going on man it's it's a little overwhelming and it's really cool i'm just ready to see how the day unfolds yeah so if you're in the new york area you probably said it's in the commercial but if you're in the new york area niagara falls uh this coming saturday uh, go give it a shot. Uh, it's really important for our network, too. If you want to support any of the shows in our network, this is a great way to do it. 100%. So, yeah, come say hi. Me and uh, myself and Chris will be present, have our own table set up in the network area. So, yeah, come on down and say hi. We'd appreciate it. Um, All right. So we got some other stuff to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, this happened just today, unfortunately, the King Harley Race uh, passed away, I believe, at seventy six years old. Like, yeah, could be a couple years off. But, uh, you're close. Uh, you're close. I know he's he's in his upper seventies. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's sad. King Harley Race was a, you know, a, a integral part of the NWA. Some some great battles with some legends. You know, back in its heyday, uh, made his way to WWE, but just an iconic figure who, uh, you know, just broken down. I think one of my favorite stories about Harley Race in most recent years and fortunately he's been confined to a uh he had been confined to an electric scooter. Um he actually stood up out of his scooter to slap Vader, who was also deceased, because uh, he didn't like Vader. Uh <laughs> I guess he got into some kind of argument at a convention and Harley Race oh, got yeah. up out of his wheelchair and slapped <laughs> the shit out of him. So <laughs> So now they can slap fight each other in heaven. Or uh <laughs> or wherever, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. We'll, we'll we won't digress, you know digress too much on that. But seriously, uh, you know our condolences. Harley Race is an absolute legend. Yes, uh, a man's man. He, I, I also, I mean, another great story about him that I heard was uh, he did a show for Stu Hart in Canada and the old Stampede Wrestling, and it was uh it was at a high school gymnasium, and the ring never got delivered, so they ended up hosting the entire show. On high school wrestling mats, and Harley Race being the kind, the guy that he was, and respecting Stu Hart like he did, he actually pref- defended the uh, the title there. I think it was the, it might have been the NWA Championship, um, but he defended it on this show on a high school wrestling mat um, in front of their crowd. It was actually, uh, it, it was actually really good. I'm sure the match is out there somewhere, but I it, the see fact that, that he yeah. did it. Uh, was you know really cool because a lot of wrestlers would show up and and I know quite a few. What's that? There's no ring. Fuck that. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Harley Race was a true champion, uh, like a a legit legend. Uh, Lance Storm said it best that the the word legend is you know often overused. I think, uh, but he said it should be reserved for people like Harley Race, which is uh you know that's that's quite the compliment. Yeah, for sure. And we'll uh, we'll have more about uh, Harley Race in the, the next episode. Uh, yeah. But literally, as of this recording, it, the news just broke. So, uh, yes, it's very, yes, it's very fresh. Uh, our condolences obviously go out to his family. Uh, man, you're right. What a legend. What a legend. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, we got uh, We can talk some AEW. Let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Uh, they announced their, uh, their, their broad, their, well, their television show is going to start in early October. Uh, I can't remember the date. I believe it's the second, I think. I think so. I think you're right, too. October 2nd, and they already announced their very first main event, and this thing is huge, absolutely huge. It's going to be the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. Is this not perfect booking for your first show? If you want people to watch, this is what you do. If you want people to watch. like you you got big names involved, and you're going to have mystery partners that everybody's going to want to know who they are. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chris Jericho on, on public, te- you know, public television. Uh, you know, the Young Bucks on public television, Kenny Omega on public television, and whoever these mystery partners are. And I've got some. I. Ide- 
ideas. Ooh. I've got some ideas. Oh, I'm very curious. Um, do you have any ideas who the mystery partners could be? I have a long shot idea. <laughs> um, All right. Let, let me go first, because I think I'm wrong, but I just want to throw it out there. Okay. Um, I do not know the contract situations or anything like that, so that's why I'm saying take this with a full grain of salt. I've not remotely heard any rumors for this. I'm basing this purely on a tweet <laughs> that was sent out. I think I sent it to you and, and, and Chris yesterday. I'm trying to find it now. Give me one second. Um, where's that? Where's that? Uh, oh, here it is. Okay. Scott Dawson, uh, of course, in WWE currently. Uh, the Revival, oh, yes. uh, a tech team I really like quite a lot, uh, and they're local for me. Um, said, uh, it was replying to a tweet. Somebody had put, uh, showing some DDTs that they, that the, you know, that the uh, revival were doing. And he goes, Arn taught us well. See you soon. Double a. Hmm. I, I want to believe that. I want to believe really it's, it's not true. Didn't they just sign an extension though? Didn't they just sign a contract extension? I feel like I'd heard that too, but I don't know. I feel like they did. Like we all thought they were going to leave and then they ended up, maybe it was the, uh, the Good Brothers, uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. That would make more sense because they're actually doing stuff with them now. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I thought there. Were, yeah, I'd I'd like to look into that. My idea, and this is probably a, a very very far long shot too. Two people who aren't contractually obligated to be a part of WWE anymore: Edge and Christian. Ooh, could can Edge physically do anything anymore though? See, he's been retired for so long. I I don't know. I, I I was under the impression that if he took one bump wrong, it could paralyze him. <sighs> That's possible. I it was. I mean, that was kind of like one of my long long shot. Christian I think it would be though, cool. Christian though might be maybe possible. Christian is possible because they keep teasing like it's supposed to be some massive tag team. And right now, I can't think of any tag teams that are signed by AEW or you know free agents right now on the independent level that I could really see yeah. being massive. Yeah. So like, I, it's got to be some kind of shocker team. Yeah. It's got to be somebody that if it's a tag team that you would be like, Holy, Holy cow. It's them. I can't Except believe they're on TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that right there just makes your wheels turn. I mean, who could it be? It's got to be, it can't be anybody that, they, that they've already had on an AEW show. In my opinion. Correct. With, yeah. With the way they're building this. Kind of Special guest. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I don't know. It can't be that. I was going to say New Age Outlaws, but I think uh, Road Dog is still in, employed by WWE in a lesser role. Yeah. Um, man, I really don't know. And that's. I mean, that's a good thing. We're speculating. That's. I think they got what they wanted out of that. Yeah, I, I love it to be honest with you. That it's that I can't. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, if it doesn't go like a certain way. A certain way, I may be disappointed. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like if it, if it is somebody that's currently on the AEW roster, um, you know, and, and nobody's bigger than the Young Bucks right now as far as tag teams go. Uh, well, maybe, well, maybe the uh, Lucha Bros, but I I don't think that's going to be happening on the show either. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to think of a tag team that's huge on the independent scene, uh, but most of the ones that were. Are- or in NXT now, or in WWE now, so I don't know who it could be. Yeah, so good. I guess we'll have to wait till October second and uh, and find out like the rest of the world. I'm okay with it though. I, I'd too. like to hear what Chris thinks. Uh, I'm, I'd like to hear what Chris thinks on it too. We'll have to chit chat with him about that relatively soon. But um, if Vince ever lets him go, yeah, if Vince ever lets him go out of his damn meeting, yeah. Ugh, <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. All right, we our main event for this episode, and I'm really glad that I got access to this uh, incredible show. Is uh, we're gonna cover Five Dollar Wrestling's Lucha Above Ground? <laughs> yes, from July seventh uh, of this past year, and oh my god, I uh, so let's kind of jump into real quick before we get into the card. Yeah, um, let's do it. This is on the High Spots Network. It's which is a great. Uh, network, if you love independent wrestling, they have a lot, I mean, a lot of shows on there from different promotions. Uh, from $5 Wrestling, like we're going to discuss, uh, to PWG, to ESW, uh, PWX, there's all kinds of really, really good ones. Uh, 
So if you like independent wrestling, uh, I mean, it's only $10 a month. I mean, give it a try for one month. See if you like it. There's a lot on there. There's a lot of really good documentaries too. Uh, follow- I used to get my uh, I used to get my gear from High Spots. Uh, yes. Actually, yeah, they do a lot of uh, ring gear, and I think they actually even do uh, wrestling rings as well. They do sell rings. They sell kick pads, boots, yeah. all that stuff. They're actually it's pretty good quality stuff. Yeah, so uh, give them, give them, uh, go to High Spot. I think it's just highspots.com. You can kind of find out all that information. Yeah, uh, five dollar wrestling is an interesting being in itself. Uh, I I discovered it when one of my really close friends who sadly passed away. Uh, but, uh, he, he and I bonded over wrestling. We both loved wrestling and uh, we would, he was the guy I'd actually would go to local shows with. And, uh, he said, Hey, do you want to, do you want to go see this $5 wrestling with me? And I was like, I don't know what that is. And he knew I had a, he knew I had a sense of humor and he goes, I think you'll enjoy it. So he sent me some clips and, uh, that's all I needed. I was on board. Uh, so I've actually been to a couple of these live. It went away for a little bit, and now it's come back. I think Jake Manning's one's kind of the man scout. If you follow him on the uh, on the independent scene, it's kind of the one who kind of runs it. Uh, the guy you would recognize the most if you're a wrestling fan would probably be Freight Train, be the big one. Yes. Uh, yeah, but, Freight yeah. Train got big when I, when I was wrestling back in like 2011, 2012, and a hot commodity. Like people were just enamored with how. He was just how goofy he was, um, you know, just and how talented he was too. Uh, depending on who you ask, but um, he blew up with popularity back in the day, and I'm glad to see that he's still kind of front and center because the dude is hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's uh, very he's up. very lovable too. Also, he is. Yeah, he's just just a uh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, one of the nicest people I've met in wrestling. I actually got to meet him and. I have to find it, but I have a picture with him somewhere. And I'm a fairly decent-sized guy, and he makes me look really small. He's a huge man. Uh, but also uh, one of the – he's so crazy nice. Uh, but, yeah, uh, $5 wrestling is a – how would you even describe it to somebody, Matt, who's asking, hey, what's this $5 wrestling? How would you remotely describe it? <laughs> Mind-blowing. <laughs> yes. And fun and – I, yeah, I mean, I I think fresh and fresh and new. I think is the best way to kind of describe <laughs> yes. that. Um, I really, truly think I love five dollar wrestling. I do. I'm so glad that I sat down and watched this event today before we went on air. It was uh, it's a treat, man. For the diet, for the people who really like wrestling, I think you'll appreciate five dollar wrestling. I really do. Yeah, if you like wrestling and you have a, a sense of humor, I'd highly recommend this. Uh, it, I, I'm such a fan of it. I actually own quite a few of the DVDs, even. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Um, it's and I've been a couple of these shows live. Uh, they're so much fun. I I was at a show. If you want to talk about the the crowd really getting into a show, I was at a show and uh, it was in Charlotte. It was near Charlotte. And the the main event was Freight Train versus Big Donnie, who's this humongous. I can't even stress to you how humongous Big Donnie is. He looks like a giant uh, orange with legs. I love Big Donnie. Yes, he's amazing. He's my new favorite. He's one of my new favorites. He's amazing, and he moves way. I better grew up than with Little Donnie. I grew up with Little Donnie. I did not know Big Donnie, and Big Donnie is fantastic. Yeah. So uh, so Freight Train body slams him, and myself and everybody else included in that room went bonkers. It was the best body slam I've seen since, uh, you know, Andre took one from Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it was, like, I loved it. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, people just love this stuff. And literally anything can happen. <laughs> and I mean oh, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The commentary think- too is uh, somebody you would know if you know wrestling Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa, who does, who has his own podcast too. Uh, uh, we love wrestling. What's it called? I'm blanking on it. Uh, but he's a comedian. I think it's, really, I think it's We Love Wrestling. It is. I, yeah. I think. I, I think it is too. Uh, so they do the commentary for this, and they're very good as well. They're both very funny. Uh, but yeah, if you have a sense of humor and you love wrestling, then five dollar wrestling. Give it a shot. See if you like it. It is. It you know, it, being a former wrestler and seeing some really bad wrestling on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> 
I appreciate the shit out of this uh, this content. I really, truly do. It's this to the point. Like, it's to the point where if, it's good if, on purpose. If something is, if a move is done well, you're blown away. <laughs> yeah, it's it makes me smile. It brings back like that that charm of of being a wrestling fan. It really, truly does. Yeah, and I enjoy this card top to bottom uh, that we had on this. But but yeah, I mean, find out wrestling. You can find video clips on YouTube, even if you don't want to commit to high spots right away. Uh, there's clips on YouTube of the old days, or just search Freight Train or some of their other stars like Dynamite. Uh, just look up Freight Train interviews, and you'll and you'll be you'll understand why you need to see it. He's legit one of the best talkers in the business. Yeah, uh, I agree, hundred percent. Undoubtedly so. Undoubtedly so. Yeah. But all right, let us get into let us get into this excellent, excellent five dollar wrestling event lucha above ground obviously a play on lucha underground yeah so as i said this this event happened on july 7th uh and the hot opener was jeff hart versus mr thunderbolt and one of the funniest things i've ever seen in wrestling is jeff hart when he's talking and he'll try to put subtitles under him but they don't know half the stuff he's saying even in the subtitles <laughs> He's in, he's in like a cheap like pink wrestling singer. And obviously, they're playing the the heart, you know, yeah. the Bret Hart, Jimmy Hart, you know, well, not Jimmy Hart, but Jim the Anvil, uh, you know, kind of angle with him, and he looks like he looks like that uncle that you don't want to invite to yes. anything because yes. <laughs> you know he's going to say something embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, and like. Not not even trying to be funny, like being that like that's him serious and yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how it is. Then Mr. Thunderbolt's really you know, is interesting. Uh he's a newer guy. I um I liked him. Yeah, I like really him. Too. Head, he's got a good uh side headlock and he utilized yes. it for about se- six to seven minutes of this yes. match. If you love side headlocks, then this is the match for you. <laughs> I I hope we just sold it sold the DVD. We got to get some royalties. Yeah. Now uh, we probably just sold at least one or two DVDs. Yes, well worth it. It's only five dollars. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but it was a, it was a good match. There was a really nice. Uh, Jeff Hart had a really nice head scissors applied, and there was some. Uh, I can't remember how the finish of this match went. That's my issue. That's was, my main issue with most of these matches on any of these shows. Is the finish? I almost always forget what they were because <laughs> I think most of the time they're D, they're DDTs, right? <laughs> almost all I, the time. I think a lot of the times yeah. they are. They're very simplistic moves. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bring it up right now. <laughs> Thankfully, let's see if I can get to it in time. <laughs> it was uh, it was quite the hot opener. And what my favorite thing about Fight Out Wrestling is too is that there's no like definite fan favorite. Like no. Nah. They get cheered. They both both guys get cheered. Like when they're in like a rest hold, they they clap up and or the fans clap them up and and like there's yeah. I've, I've been a part of the crowd and the crowd gets into it for sure. Yeah, I mean it's all almost all completely wrestling marks that goes to these. It's like, oh, you have to. be. And it's such a cheap show. I mean, literally, it's called five dollar wrestling because guess how much it is to get in? It's five dollars. <laughs> It's well worth your money. It was, honestly. I'm not going to lie. It was a great time. I'm trying to find the finish. Oh, man. Oh, was it a count? No, it wasn't a count out. Oh, man. I can't remember. No, he pinned him. Yeah, I thought somebody got pinned, right? Let's see. Oh, I think I got it right here. <laughs> I think I got it right here. What was the finishing maneuver? Oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. Mr. Mr. <laughs> I love this. I love how we're seriously talking about this. <laughs> what happened? Oh, we ducked a clothesline. Oh, was that re- that reverse stunner? Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Yeah, yeah, that's the the yeah, and that's how he pinned him. That's what it was. <laughs> Jeff Hart with the the reverse stunner, and it was it was it was great. It was. If you ever watch Linda McMahon take a stunner from Stone Cold, that's what we got with that. Um, <laughs> what a comparison! <laughs> but better, just better, yeah. uh, ten times better. <laughs> but the next, the next matchup we had was uh, Raider Rock yes. and and uh, what's his name, King Jeremy uh, Snaker or something like that. Snaker or something like that. Yeah. So and, these, so I'll give you the backup on this because I don't know. 
I think I don't know if you know the backstory here. I don't. Here, Matt, and I'll fill you. But in. Raider Rock, I will say that Raider Rock has a giant growth coming out of yes. his neck that he should probably get looked at. Uh, he's had it forever. Uh, he's been asked about it on the show even, and uh, according to him, that everything's okay. Okay. So he has had it looked Good. at apparently. That's that's according to him. this was years ago. So who knows? But it's 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 gotten bigger. <laughs> the growth has. Uh, I don't know why he hasn't had it removed. I would have. Uh, but you know, it's 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 whatever. Uh, he's very to me. He's very, he's very intense and, and entertaining. And uh, previous shows, uh, King Jeremy Snaker was kind of part of uh, Raider Rock's uh, entourage or or his stable. Okay. Yeah, and then they obviously had a falling out. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, I mean, and the falling guy... out is if you ever watch Five Dollar Wrestling, then you know that Raider Rock literally. If you're laying on the mat, he doesn't care if you're on his team or not. He's going to <laughs> he's going to attack you. <laughs> I, I love I love his attire. It's, it's in this matchup. He has a red paint. and white yep. amateur wrestling singlet with a bunch of weird face paint, and he also has green and gray Nikes on. Yeah, as uh, his wrestling shoes, <laughs> as one does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is quite the back and forth bout, and actually, he ends up winning the uh, a championship here. Yeah. Oh, that's the, the that's UC. the other thing. That's the other thing. Most of these championship belts, besides the main one, the five dollar belt, uh, are all ones that these wrestlers have bought themselves. <laughs> <laughs> this one specifically, the UCWF uh, championship. Yeah. And Raider Rock actually put his career on the line. He said if he lost, he would retire, and he won with. I don't even know how to describe this move. He just <laughs> he like crossed the legs over. He was like laying on the mat. Like with his back resting on the other dude's back, lift yeah. cross his legs, lifted him up, and then put like a cross face. It was one of the strangest submissions that I've ever seen. But um, got the job done did, though. He, he did, <laughs> and like I'm just looking at his like post match speech and this growth on his face—it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope he like lands on it someday and it just pops. <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I've heard a lot of terrible things, and that's up there for sure. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's bad. That's really bad. And this is all legit. I mean, this is all relatively legit too. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the next match up here, we have the Lucha Libre five and or six way match. Loser must unmask. Yeah. And we, <laughs> which is great about this is nobody cares nor knows who these people are under these matches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have the Russell Ranger who dressed up in the white Power Ranger costume, uh, one horn like. Did you do you watch his backstage interview with the white oh, Ranger? It was, inc- it was incredible. <laughs> it's fantastic, it was like Voltron. It's <laughs> more like uh, <laughs> so good. Very so kayfabe with his Power Ranger gimmick for sure. He he did he did a very good job. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Levi, El Cueco, and El Muno Dos, and. <laughs> It was quite the athletic lucha libre bout. Yeah, um, they get they kind of get mad if you listen to the commentary. They kind of get mad at One Horn Liger, and they do us all the time with this guy because he's actually a little bit too good <laughs> for five dollar wrestling. He actually is. Like I, I would like to see him booked somewhere. I hope he gets booked in ESW someday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some back and forth, like just very off time dives and and other maneuvers. Uh, <laughs> it was quite the spectacle, but. I can't remember who won the match, but Miguel Levi lost it, had to unmask, and it turns out his ma- his his actual name was Mike Levi. So same same last <laughs> yes. name yes. and just a little different first name, and everybody was surprised. Yeah. And he was excited Boy. about it. He was like, he was like, you know what? I'm I'm glad I, I lost to I lost to one of the little guys, and now I can keep moving up the ladder and lose to some bigger <laughs> name guys. And it was just an excellent, excellent promo. Uh, <laughs> match four, hardcore Terry Houston versus the Black Angel was uh, is actually I was actually very invested in this bout. Now let me just very, say, uh, hardcore Terry Houston at times uh, in five dollar wrestling lore has also been accused of being a little bit too good. Uh, he, yeah, I can I yeah. can see that. So uh, he's just know that going in. <laughs> He was. It was pretty good. Terry Houston looks like a Dudley boy. Yes, he does. Who uh, never keeps his is able to keep his pants up. 
Correct. Yes, see <laughs> a lot of ass crack hanging yeah, out there. Quite a bit. And it was it was actually a, a, I, probably one of the better, more realistic matches on the card, even though um, it wasn't all that great. But it was probably the highlight of it, even though it was it was definitely a cool down matchup for the remainder of this hot card. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> this next one is my favorite matchup because after it. Um, was it Terry Houston and uh, the Burke County boys yes. were attacking Black Angel? And then little Donnie ran out to try and make the save, and he got stomped out. And then I know King Jeremy Snaker ran out, and he started attacking little Donnie. And uh, Almuno Dos ran out to make seemingly make the save, and he started attacking little Donnie. <laughs> and it was just a bunch of people just coming out and attacking little Donnie, and it was yeah. great. And then we had... One of the most highest-profile returns in pro wrestling. Uh, it was quite incredible. Dynamite comes back. The seemingly retired same. Dynamite. He's seemingly back. retired. Yes. It was It was very well executed. He first walked out in street clothes and went back and then grabbed his old ring attire and came out. And they got the win. But I do got to say, I watched Big Donnie throw a... A, uh, a drop kick in the middle of this matchup. And I was really impressed with how much height he got. Uh, I'm not kidding when I say this. For his size, it's pretty remarkable that 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 he can do half that stuff, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. It was, uh, it, was, it was a great matchup. Do you want to hear my and, Burke County Boys insight? Oh, please do. All right, so uh, just this is full disclosure. Uh, I live in North Carolina. I was born in North Carolina. Guess which county? Burke County. Um, I'd never seen these guys besides on $5 Wrestling before. I've never seen them around town or anything like that. But uh, the very the, in, in $5 Wrestling lore, uh, Jake Manning found these guys in Burke County. Uh, there's a documentary, I think it's on YouTube, uh, called The Burke County Boys, I believe. where And it's just oh. Jake Manning when he discovered these guys. And if you watch that documentary, uh, he discovers them at this uh, play. They don't do it anymore, but they used to have these wrestling matches where the the ring was out in the parking lot of. A, <gasps> I've seen that. That's how I. That's how I found out little Donnie. That's how uh, I found uh, out little yeah, Donnie. Yes, because he was on there. Uh, it was out in the middle of a, a putt putt course that had a parking lot. <laughs> I know this because I played putt putt there many times. <laughs> uh, Did you know? Yes. Yes, uh, it was a great fun course. They also used to have an arcade inside, and I'd go play NBA Jam all the time, like a boss. But uh, it, it, so that was very fascinating to me. Like this has a really, <laughs> really hits close to home. Literally, uh, <laughs> you guys have everything down there. Yeah, we do, man. <laughs> Can't wait for. Do you, you remember? <laughs> do you remember Hammer? Did uh, you ever see the video of Hammer? I'm not sure. Heroes of Burke County, it's Hammer, and he has like a baseball bat. Yes. I'm going to. Yes. I'm gonna, yes. 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 <laughs> so uh, good. So good. Yeah, so Burke County is a real place. <laughs> and I know it that is. for a fact. It's magical. I want to come find it because it's. Well, if you I'm just come, come visit me, I'll take you there so you can see it in person. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,. <laughs> So that was that matchup. It was uh, quite the turn of events. I like Pork Chop Cash Jr. too. Oh, He's who? Cool. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, but they will not say why. And I'm very kind of curious, but I'm afraid to find out. Uh, the reason that they uh, they didn't know if he was even going to be on that show was because he was in jail. <laughs> was he now? He was legit in jail. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> that is horrifying. That's why if you listen to the commentary, they keep. Uh, Talking about how he's in great jail shape now. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, boy. And then the main event of the card. Uh, before this, a, a monster, five, probably five-minute-long promo from Freight Train. Uh, <laughs> it was, who's like I said, one of the best talkers in the business. Could just keep going. Gets really intense, uh, yet shows no emotion. I think it's the best way to describe yeah. a Freight Train promo. But he... <laughs> He uh he bails against Strawberry Dion Johnson, who calls himself the Black Nature Boy, and oh, it was, it was so good. Freight Train has one of the best finishing moves in the in the business. The uh, that hey, it's running forearm, man, it's, it's choo choo time. time. It's choo choo. 
<laughs> it's so good. And the, like there was just Deion Johnson was just not prepared for freight train. How at could all. you? How could you be? You can't. You can't. Right. He would take a punch and he'd fly. He, that was he would that was it. Uh freight train was the goat and he uh <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not just saying this. I honestly, truly mean this. I know it's going to sound like I'm making a joke, but I truly mean this. If I was, if I'd ever gone into professional wrestling and I'd trained and become a really good wrestler, I would want to live for the moments in which I'd put somebody like Freight Train over. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and I mean that. <laughs> that would be yeah. That would be one of my goals. Like, do I want to make WWE? No, but do I want to wrestle Freight Train? Yes, I do. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there's yeah. I I wish I wish I could have seen him in person. Um maybe someday, maybe someday. But yeah, he uh whooped up Deion Johnson and then uh Dynamite came out and was kind of celebrating with him. And for me this was a bit of a shocker because back in 2012 when Five Dollar Wrestling first kind of became an idea, one of the biggest feuds of all of that time period was Freight Train versus Dynamite. And they used to go back and forth some taking some pretty j- uh Big jabs at each other. Dynamite used to call them stupid. And they get in each other's face. It was, you know, some good back and forth stuff. But to see uh, Dynamite kind of on his side was, uh, it was interesting. It's the mega It was powers. interesting. It's the mega power. Yeah. All over again. Like, yeah, you know, the whole, you know how they say that Hogan must pose? Well, Dynamite must dance. <laughs> uh, part of me kind of thinks he came back out because he just, you know, <laughs> he wanted some bit more limelight. <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, oh. Also, if you if you uh, watch this and you become a fan of Freight Train like I am, uh, there is a fantastic, and I do mean fantastic, documentary on the High Spots Network all about Freight Train. Uh, I really, really recommend it. It's actually a really interesting and fascinating deep dive, and uh, man, and it's very emotional at times too. Uh, so, uh, if you find out find yourself becoming a fan of of uh, Freight Train like you should be, check out that documentary. It's very, very good, and I highly recommend it. Absolutely. I got some looking up to do now that I have access to Chris's account. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. Be that out. Chris, that out. <laughs> cut it. We'll cut it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot Yeah, there's a lot to look up on there. It's a good time. If you enjoy, uh, if you want to smile and laugh at wrestling again uh, because some WWE booking is making you cry, iSpots has $5 wrestling for you. That's the way to go. Yeah, and it also has ESW, and it also has uh, my local stuff, which is PWX, which is also very good. Uh, so check check all those out. And I'm sure wherever you are in the country, uh, they might have something that's uh, at least kind of close to you. So, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, all right, I think that just about does it for today. Johnny, you got anything to add? No, just like taking that uh, forearm from Freight Train, I'm out. Choo-choo! Choo-choo!